Hello everyone, my name is Jennifer Elston. I'm an entrepreneur, a social marketer, an attorney, a vision strategist, and most importantly, I'm a mom of four. We have this one life, and I believe that the only time any of us truly have is now, and I don't want us to waste a single second. So no, you are not excused. I want to help you to ditch the overwhelm and make big mindset moves by seeing excuses as reasons for showing up in your own life. Let's change the world one candid conversation at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of You Are Not Excused. Now, I have been talking a lot about vision since episode one, really since my trailers, and I always do. And I feel that I can't keep talking about how you need to have vision if I also don't give you a resource to use to understand what your vision is, to cast that vision, to work through what you maybe need to work through to get to your vision and why it's all important. So today I am going to share with you a vision casting exercise. And it's actually three parts in this exercise um, that we're going to work through. We're going to get into it today, right? I love to get into stuff. You know that. I love to have candid conversations and I love to dive in. I'm not much of a, a small talker. You'll see me just stare at you awkwardly. So we are going to get into it today and we are going to try to clear some stuff out to recognize some things about ourselves, to leave some things in the past so that we can move forward into the future on a, on a clean clean slate, not ignoring how far we've come, but to stop letting things in the past or even things in the present, even our own mindset, our own internal external conflicts have power over us. Now, I'm going to ask that if you are doing this, that you sit down somewhere, wherever you're comfortable and that you have a pen and paper handy and that you pay attention, that you're not driving that you're not at a game, that you're not washing the dishes, that you're not doing other things. So if you're doing that now, turn it off, come back when you can give yourself the time to sit down and dig in and do the work. I want you focused, not texting people, not chatting, not watching Love is Blind, because this has the potential to truly be the most impactful thing that you do for yourself this year. And I'm not giving myself a lot of credit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bragging that I'm going to change your life, but I mean that. I mean, digging in with yourself, leaving things in the past and casting a vision is very likely going to be the most impactful thing that you do for yourself this year and really for the next three years or five years because that is really how far out your vision should be. And I mean it when I tell you that I am in a sweet spot for doing this with you because I personally have never felt more aligned with my own vision, more at peace with where I am and where I'm going, even if things aren't perfect, with the fact that there are ups and downs 
and that I get to weather adversity and that I'm going to come out stronger on the other side and more capable of helping more people because I have the knowledge and experience and I've lived it. And I don't think that you can out educate lived experience. I also know the power of casting a vision. I'm, I've done it before and I and you use it as fuel because motivation and inspiration are temporary. Motivation and inspiration are temporary. Being fueled by a vision is solid. It is powerful. It stands the test of time and the tests that will come at us over time from the world. And if you are armed with vision no matter what's thrown at you. I had, I had people that cut me down. I had people that told me that I didn't know what I was doing in my current um, profession, in my current field. I had people tell me to stick to the law. I had people um, spew all sorts of nonsense that was just their own, it was about them, you know, their own fear. I lost both my parents. I have weathered adoptions. I have weathered failed adoptions where we went through the entire process and on the day that the baby was supposed to uh, be ours, we were told that the father would not sign off even though he didn't want anything to do with the baby and couldn't raise the baby he would not sign off for the baby to be adopted so that room was empty and all of this happened you know, and more I'm not going to give you a big sob story about life life happens to all of us right but it's it's resilience and if you're armed with vision and you can couple that with knowledge of your habits and areas where you are or or not resilient yet or you're inconsistent so that you can recognize the self-sabotage or the fear when it's whispering its sweet little lies in your ear about how incapable you are and how it wasn't going to work anyway and you should just stick to what you know and you should just be basic. And if you believe that if one other person could do it, so can you. You will be so powerful, even more powerful. If you believe that you can be the first person to do it, right? That you are the architect of your future, that you can have vision beyond your present circumstance or reality. Or maybe it's not a circumstance at all. It's just a thought about your current reality impacting your ability to see things clearly, to see beyond it. Because the circumstance is a fact, and I've said this before, but I, as we're doing this, I want everyone to realize this, especially as we go through these exercises and also your life. A circumstance is a fact. Example, it is raining. If it is in fact raining, that is a circumstance. Nobody wants to spend any money. Nobody's going to buy what I have. Nobody wants to hire me. Uh, I'm not a good leader. I'm not a good salesperson. I am not a good wife. I'm not a good mom. I can't do that. I'm not this. I'm 
my, my business is dead, whatever. Those are not circumstances. Those are your thoughts about whatever it is that your reality is. So we have to be able to recognize that when we create what we think are circumstances, but they are not, and what we are doing to create obstacles for ourselves. And I could devote five days to this, but I'm going to go pretty quickly. So I want you to answer in your head or more meaningful. I would like you to write it down for yourself because it's so pivotal for emotional and personal growth and to see what's reality or circumstance and what is actually that self-created obstacle or self-sabotage. So I'm going to ask you some questions. I think there's 10 of them. Do you run hot and cold towards your goals, towards what you want in life, towards your vision, in your your business, in your career? One month you're gung-ho, another you stick your head in the sand, even week to week or day to day. Do you worry more about the past and about the future and dwell on what was, what happened, or what could have been and or create potential negative future scenarios in your head? Then you worry about the now. Are you scared of accountability? I talked about this in in the last episode and I probably brought it up in others too, but... So many people are like, oh, I I don't want to do that. It's that's accountability. Accountability works, though, guys. So say it out loud to yourself. I don't want to be accountable or consistent. And see how that feels. Write that down. What if someone that you love, like a spouse or a child or a sibling or a friend that you love and support and want the best for adopted that mindset and said that to you? What would your reaction be? Do you downgrade your vision or your dreams or your hopes to fit your present reality or your thoughts about your present reality or do you downgrade them to fit what you think you are capable of and not what you actually want? Do you downgrade your dreams, your hopes, your vision to just meet your current reality or what you think you're capable of? And not what you actually want. Do you settle? Be honest. Do you have a vision? Not a goal, a vision. And do you know the difference between a goal and a vision? Do you have one in writing that fuels you? That's an easy one. Do you let your emotions about something control what you do? Or how your reaction to it? Like if your business is at a low point or someone's not responding to you, or um, anything along those lines. (laughs) Do you downgrade your work ethic, your actions, and your mindset to that reality? So business is low right now, so, you know, it's just how it is. The economy, the pressures, the looming recession, it's just how it is. So I'm just kind of going to coast here and see what happens. Or use that as an excuse not to work. And you're mad about it, but you're also like, oh, I don't have to do anything. Or do you control your business, your reactions, and your future reality with your work ethic and your actions? 
So it doesn't matter where it's at. You work the same way. You do the same actions that you know lead to results and growth and where you want to be. Do you do it anyway? It doesn't matter where you are. Do you always choose easy even if it impacts your life greatly? Because that's how you want things to be easy. Do you let yourself dream or do you tell yourself it's not worth it or possible or that you're silly or won't ever make it happen? Finally, do you have a habit of making excuses? So, so try this. Say three things you know you could do or, or not even know that you could do but you want to do or, or should do. Have you done them? Or do you follow them with but or I can't because I can't. I don't have the training. I don't have the whatever. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. You're following what you want, but I can't because. Or I didn't do that because. Or I'm not there yet because. That's uh, Those are excuses. <laughs> but if you sat in the Taylor Swift ticket queue for nine hours, that was a choice that you made to do instead of something else that takes a lot less time towards your vision and your goals. And if that's on your vision board, I want to go to a T-Swift concert too, but if I'm sitting in the queue, I'm doing other stuff at the same time. Excuses are choices that you make to do or not do something based on your emotions. Fear, bitterness, anxiety, laziness, you name it. And and you have the, the ability on this podcast to stop it, go back, take time with your answers, go back. But I do want you to look at your answers and I don't care what they are. I mean, I do care what they are, but I don't want to know your responses. I want you to know your responses, your honest responses. Because I can be confused all day or have thoughts all day about why someone is upset about results they didn't get for work they didn't do or that they aren't where they want to be but they didn't consistently do any work to get there because what do they think was going to happen <laughs> I'm always baffled about why someone is all in for something and and dreaming and fired up and then they just disappear I don't I don't understand that because it's not how I operate but it, ma- it doesn't matter what I know or understand. It matters what you know, that you know you're doing that, that you see that. And I hope that you take some time and do some additional development work to figure out why it is that you do that so that you can make those shifts in your mindset, your consistency, your fear, which are controlled by your thoughts and emotions that cause you to act or not act as the case may be. And have a huge impact on the results that you get or don't get. And once you know and can recognize that, you're going to be able to catch yourself doing it. And you'll also understand that the habits that you have are working for or against you. And you're going to be able to work into making those changes and stopping a spiral or a downward turn before it starts. Picking easy isn't always easy. It makes things a lot harder, right? 
to see the but or the because that you add after what you want is an excuse that you continue to make. An awareness of whether you've been dreaming or just setting goals that you're hot or cold on motivation to hit. Does that make sense? Because when you sit in the reality of your responses and you understand those choices or emotional responses, as the case may be, all add up to a result that you either want or that you really don't want. The opposite of what you want and that you are the one with the power to take back control. Even when it feels like you aren't. Even when it feels like it's big and you just, oh gosh. But you always have the option. And next, I want you to look into this list of answers that you made. And I want you to ask which one of the answers to this question is my most powerful saboteur? Which one is really holding me back? Which is the one that's really big in my head and my mind that I just always do? It's my biggest issue. Circle it, star it, commit it to your memory. Now, some of you know this about me and some of you don't. But I know all of you have something that holds you back. And, um, you know, when I really stepped into my vision and when I really stepped into my decision to pivot from what I was doing at the time, I was practicing law full time. It's a, it's a fantastic career, but it consumes you. It consumed me and my time. And I had small children and Jody was in the hospital, uh, my husband after surgery for a tethered spinal cord and we would be there for weeks as we figured out if if he would recover to fully function I found out I was pregnant and I already had an infant through that we were blessed through adoption and a five-year-old and a two-year-old was a law partner and every day that I'd ever taken my sweet two-year-old daughter to daycare she had cried baby toddler She got old enough, she'd seen at the door, if it was outside, drop off at the fence and cry for me. It was devastating, day in and day out. I was at the peak of stress. My husband was in the hospital, I was pregnant, I had a two-year-old, I had just adopted another baby who was an infant, I had a five-year-old, and I don't know how I didn't break. I really really don't. And one day, and it stands out so clearly to me that I know what I had on, I was super frazzled. I was single parenting basically and pregnant with a hospitalized husband. And I said to my daughter in her ear, as I carried her into school, mommy's going to find something. I think I have found something and I am going to make it work. And you are not going to daycare again. Once I do, we are not going to have to do this. I promise you, I won't leave you anymore. I made a promise and I decided that day that was not the life that I wanted anymore. The constant rush, the early morning rush, the putting clothes on my kids, my babies who just wanted to still be in bed, leaving my broken hearted toddler at daycare, stressed all day, every day, praying somebody wouldn't get sick so I wouldn't have to, um, be out of the office to handle that. I just, I didn't want anymore. I wanted my time back. I wanted to breathe. I wanted to make that happen. And I had to let go of a lot of fear to do that. The fear of opinions, the fear of self-sabotaging beliefs that I couldn't do it, of excuses that this doesn't work for people, that just you're a lawyer and that's what you are and that's that and you should be grateful. 
You have what so many people would want. It's normal. You're living the dream. You're living the life. This is normal life. The people wouldn't like me as much if I did something else. I had to smash through the lies that I told myself to make mediocre palatable. To make breaking my own heart every single day when I left my babies for someone else to raise. To make breaking their hearts feel justified to me, validated. And I got really clear with myself and I kept that promise. And then I created the vision for one I wanted after that. I figured out what I needed to let go of, what I didn't want to feel anymore, what I didn't want anymore. So what do you want to let go of? What do you not want anymore? What do you not want to do anymore? What do you want want to feel anymore? What patterns do you not want to fall into anymore? Maybe you're killing it last year and or three years ago or in your old life before you started to stay home with your kid, whatever. The old negative reel that you play in your brain, the lies that you tell yourself, do you want to stop making excuses? Because these things impede your vision. It's literal sabotage. And next, what or who else are you giving power to? Is it a person? Is it someone on social media? Is it someone in your life who's negative? Is it an ex? Is it an old friend? Is it a frenemy? Is it a a drop in your business where you're not there yet or whatever and it's just caught this anxiety of economic pressures, the world, the the war in Russia, Ukraine? Is it someone who used to who used to be in your life who isn't there anymore? Is it somebody who said something about you, somebody who hurt your feelings? Is it how you view yourself, your physical appearance, your feelings of inadequacy, your habit of overthinking? No, there's none of those out there. And questioning everything to a point that you're basically paralyzed and you don't let yourself do anything or ever get your hopes up that something could work. Maybe you want to pause right now and think through that. And then I want you to write them down. I want you to write down what you no longer want in your life, what you no longer want to feel. The three biggest things holding you back that you're no longer going to give power to are people. Thoughts. What don't you want anymore? Write them down. Leave them in the past. In fact, right now, visualize those things. Once you have them down, like I said, you may have to pause, start, pause, start. Visualize them tethered to you by a rope. And then visualize yourself cutting the rope and letting them flow away. And I know you're like, silly. It's not. Burn the paper. Cook some s'mores over it. You can tear up the list. No more. Or you can write no more at the top and keep it where you have it handy. To remind you when those things creep back in. When you give control back to those things. That you already cut those cords and you're not doing it again. That we're going to stop looking in the past and look at where we want to go. And we're going to get there little by little, slight edge style. If you haven't read The Slight Edge, you should. I get to count Jeff Wilson as one of my personal mentors for almost nine years now. And we got to work on the current version of ourselves. And whether you feel weak or strong, the exercises that we just did, they should empower you. 
So you need to look at who you are now. Because each of you, each of us, we have more to give. We didn't come this far to only come this far. That's my power statement. You know what you all are capable of? You, you have to be the one to know. You think you're not capable, but you actually know. And I bet that right now, that recently life is showing up in ways for you that hone in on your capabilities, on the things that you need to get through the challenges in your life, that they're rising up inside of you. You're very aware. They're clear to you. You have them inside already. How empowering is that? And when you have clarity of vision and you have belief, you may not know the how. You can't hold yourself back with thinking how big that gap is from where you are now to the reality that you want. The path will become clear. The actions you need to take will become clearer and easier as you go with clarity because you have the fuel to take them. That's your vision. Not motivation. And you're removing the obstacles of the crap that you were hanging on to and allowing to continue to have power over you. And you're calling in what you want. Momentum is temporary. Some people can run a whole two weeks or a month on it. And then they peter out. Vision's always there like a rechargeable battery. And it's going to drive you long after the, the podcast or the rah-rah or the big event or whatever is gone. And get this clear. Vision is not a goal. Your goals are completely separate from your vision of where you would like to see yourself in three years. Your goals are the steps on the path that add up to help you earn that vision. If you've already achieved an old vision, well, maybe my life's right where I want it. I don't believe that because you're listening to this still. That's just an excuse. For whatever reason, because you're settling, because you think you don't deserve more, because you think what you have is something you should be grateful for. Settling is not an expression of gratitude. What else could you have for your family in your life? Update the vision. I update mine all of the time. I want to have a solid foundation of people who also have vision. I want to have an eight-figure business. I want to be an industry leader. I want to be an author and a podcaster that started with my passion. And they empower and support hundreds of thousands of people. I want a global footprint in every country possible. I want people around me on a team without ego or fear or pretense. Based on trust and support and consistency. That inner drive vision and belief that everyone who wants to win can because we have the tools, support, and vision to help that to happen. I want to be able to have all of my kids attend the private schools that suit them best if that's what they want to do or need. The colleges they want to go to, the activities they want to do, I want to travel with them. I want to show them the world without worrying about how we're going to do it, how we're going to pay for it. And I do not want to be tied to a brick and mortar business of any kind. 
I want significant investments in real estate and other things to add to our future. There's a specific house that I want. I want an all white house with the black windows and I want a pool in the backyard and a big yard and trees with a creek behind it. My dog's running around messing up the yard and I want walking trails nearby and a stable legacy for our children. So what's your vision? If you had a blank check and nobody told you that it was stupid, no past experience to base probability on that nothing is silly, what would you want your vision to be? Is it a home? Is it a destination, a location, a feeling? Security, stability? Things that you want to be able to provide for your children or your grandchildren or a legacy for generations? It doesn't have to be lavish or grand or over the top, but it can be. So maybe you want to hit pause and you want to work on it now or later. Don't wait, though. Don't wait. Do it while you're in this mindset. And after you write it out, after you complete it, add this or something better. I got that from Gabby Bernstein, who's one of my all-time favorites, because maybe you're still limiting yourself. You have put the lid on still. And there's actually more for you, more awaiting you than you even realize. So write it out. Keep it updated. Get specific so there's no confusion in what you want. Because once you put it out there, once you put it out there, the universe is going to start to conspire to make that happen for you. So you don't want any confusion because if you don't know or you didn't decide, uh, that's like putting a giant mountain in the way <laughs> of it happening in, in your actions, in your fuel. And I read this the other day. Um, you thrive when you're in a state of joy and life. It's going to continue to always have ups and downs, but you cannot wait for the ups and downs to end to start doing something about the dreams in your heart. You have to be willing to start where you are with what you have because there is no other way. So I want you to invite the moments of joy in because they will multiply. And I can't remember where I read it, but I I paraphrased it and wrote it down. And if I find it, I'll let you guys know. But just know that, that you aren't excused. That the time that you have, that all any of us have, is now. So what are we going to do with it? And I thank you so much for joining me. And I pray. And I send you love and light. To put the past in the past. It's dust. You've come so far. Keep going. And let your vision fuel you to get there. That's what I want for you today. Thank you so much for listening today. It is an honor that you share your time with me, truly. And I hope that you share this podcast with people important to you who need to hear it. 
please follow or subscribe to the show where you listen to your podcast. That would mean the world to me. And you can hop over to Instagram and follow me there for some free tools that I'm going to be sharing at I am Jen Elston with two N's on Jen. And of course, join me right here next week on You Are Not Excused.